Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Did you know that we all have prejudice? Certainly we do. And you may say, I'm not a prejudiced person. We all have prejudices. Do you know why that is? Because we're sinners. And because our, our eyes, our minds, our hearts have been blinded by sin, we do not always see people and we do not always see things as God does. And so something has to overcome that. Something has to break through that. Truth has to correct the lie. May I say to you, that's what the gospel of Jesus Christ does. There's a great deal of talk in our world today about equality. Friend, there is nothing more equal than the gospel of Jesus Christ. It says equally that God loves all people. It says equally that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It says equally that Christ died for every man. It says equally that whosoever will may come and take the water of life freely. You see, everybody is a sinner. Everybody needs a Savior, and everybody gets saved the same way through simple repentance and faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We return today to Acts chapter number 10, and in our last study, uh, we got a little glimpse of God working in the heart of a man named Cornelius, a religious man, a Gentile man who's seeking God, who wants to know the truth, and so the Lord is going to get him the truth through, through Simon Peter. This is almost humorous. God had to speak, I think, a little more loudly to Peter than he did to Cornelius. Isn't it true that sometimes believers are the most stubborn to receive the word of God? And what does the Lord have to do to, to break through in our thinking, to break down our prejudice? Listen to Acts chapter 10, beginning in verse number 9. Remember, the, the servants of Cornelius are on their way to Peter's house. It says, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh into the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven, now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now, this is beautiful. Before Peter even realizes these men are going to show up, before Peter even understands what God is about to do, 
God is teaching him something. See, God is always getting you ready for what he is getting ready for you. So remember, God's working on both ends at the same time. The Lord was teaching here through an object lesson. He often does that, so we will see what it is he is trying to say. And you have to understand that in the Jewish culture and custom, uh, their, their religious routines, there were certain things they couldn't touch. There were certain things they couldn't eat. And Simon Peter, who was a faithful uh, Jewish man, had kept all these customs all of his life. In fact, he was very proud of it. And the Lord had to break down his pride. Oh, dear Lord, help me. Dear Lord, help you today uh, to humble ourselves, to realize that God is up to something in this world that we don't always see like we ought to see and feel like we ought to feel and think like we ought to think. May the Lord show us what it is he's trying to say today. And so what is the Lord teaching him? He's teaching him that some men that he would have thought were unclean, these Gentiles, we're about to send for him, but what God has called clean, he is not supposed to call unclean. And what, what God is doing, he is not supposed to think is common. Friend, God's work is never common. It is uncommon. It is not natural. It is supernatural. Uh, it is above the ordinary because it is the work of God. Let me tell you what you're finding in Acts chapter 10. A great head-on collision between Christ's gospel and our prejudice. In this passage, it's Christ's gospel and Peter's prejudice, but I'll remind you what I said at the beginning of our study, we all have our prejudices. We all have our ideas, and our ideas are not always right. Our ideas do not always line up with truth, and so the Lord is trying to show Peter something about his own heart. Before he's going to change Cornelius' heart, he has to change Peter's heart. Perhaps that's the problem with us. We're waiting on God to change sinners. We're waiting on God to change the world. But remember, judgment must begin at the house of God. Uh, it must begin in us. So what can we do? What can we do to see more like God wants us to see and to think more like God wants us to think, to let the gospel of Christ correct the prejudices of our own heart? Well, let me give you just two or three applications from the verses we've read today. The first is we can pray. Now, I'm going to return to this because there's much made in this chapter of prayer. But notice in the context of the text, Peter's praying. It's, it's this hour where he's meeting with God that God speaks to him. So if you want to hear God's voice, let God hear your voice. Enter into the, the prayer closet today. Get alone with God. Looking at people, listening to the news, and reading the headlines will not help you think like God wants you to think. Let me tell you what will give you heaven's perspective when you get in the throne room. And where does that happen? That always happens in the place of prayer. A second thing I would say to you, not only should you pray, but you should listen. The Bible says that uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to him. Now, not, not in some audible voice, but in, in his spirit, the spirit is speaking. And in your spirit, the Spirit will speak. So listen to what it is the Holy Spirit's trying to say to you today. And remember that the Word of God is the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit speaks through Scripture. And so open the Word today and listen. In the secret place with God, you and I don't do all the talking. Let God speak. And then there's a third little application here. He not only prayed and listened, but he thought. Now there's a, there's a clever idea. The Bible says in verse number 19, Peter thought on the vision. Selah, pause, slow down. 
uh, remove distractions, lay the mobile device down, turn the noise off, give God your undivided attention, and today, think. Think on who your God is. Think on what God is up to in this world. Think on why he has you where he has you. Think on the on the spiritual condition of the people that are around you. Think on the, the divine and eternal perspective of the circumstance you're in today. Think. And then if I could give you one final thing, not only do, should you pray and listen and think, you should believe. He says, arise, get down there, go with them. And he says this, doubting nothing. And the Lord help us today to stop living in unbelief and start living in faith. Do you know what prejudice is? It's unbelief because it, it thinks only about what man can do and who man is. No, faith keeps its eye on God and faith alone and the gospel of Christ overcomes our prejudices. May the Lord allow his truth to conquer our thoughts today and our hearts today so that we will begin to see what it is God sees. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.